It's going to be a short one today. I'm rolling. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 953, October 27th, 2022. It was 74. To, that's, a, that's a pretty low high, isn't it? A record high. 74 on two occasions, 1922 and 1948. And it was as chilly as 13 degrees on this day in... Uh, 1997. 1997. And now, from the mayor's <laughs> office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense... Your mayor, Joe Sushi. Ask me why I knew that. Why did you know that? Because remember how cold the fall and winter of '97 was. I no. don't remember. That's when, didn't. That's when we had the embarrassed Minnesota record. Big deal. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. I'll just go back. What's up, nerd? I'll just sit over here. In the Kevin writes. Good day, gentlemen. <laughs> Congratulations on podcast number nine five three today. As a member of the GL Town Council, I think myself and other proud members of the council deserve a little insight as to what is planned for the milestone podcast number 1,000. Maybe Reavers can take us on a winter caravan town ball tour starting at 30 bales. Maybe Rook will invite us over to watch Kahuna clean his windows. Surely you must have something in the works. What gives? Take care, Kevin McDonald. Oh, hell, you'll just have to wait. And find out. We can start at 30 bales. I don't have a problem with that at uh, all. What number 1,000 is, uh, I have this note from Callie, who writes, I recently became a member of the town council and wanted to drop a quick note to say hello. I was fortunate enough to share an office with Ole from Minnesota many moons ago in the late 90s and early 2000s who first introduced me to GL. I relocated to Chicago in 06 and recently discovered the show's online podcast. Recently? When I shared my excitement with some fellow former Oli colleagues, I was recommended I establish my own moniker. I toyed with disgruntled Lena from Chirac, but probably best to just stick with Minnesota kid, Chicago zip code, hail the flashlight king from Cali. All right. Hail you. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking like him quite Me a bit, too. Such. I've got to stop. <laughs> well, I emailed Derek today and I said, check us out on the Google thing. You know, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, I'll be dipped. <laughs> we were talking about the, the political incompetence we face and and uh, Joe M. writes a joke to help visualize, visualize your show from yesterday. I was able to listen to the show today, meaning yesterday, while I was out cutting grass with my gas guzzling and black smoke spewing lawnmower. And I thought of an old Sven and Oli joke that I heard a long time ago that sums up exactly what the Democrats and Republicans have and are doing with picking their candidates. I cannot believe the last time that I actually endorsed a candidate on either side. I have been voting for who I feel is the lesser of two evils. Hence my joke. And if you are going to need uh, read it, you have to use your worst Norwegian voice. Okay. Sven and Oli were in northern Minnesota moose hunting. 
and bagged a few moose. They brought the moose to the field plane and wanted to load them up. The pilot stopped and looked at the small plane and told him, Sorry, boys, I don't think you'll be able to bring all the moose home. The plane is too small. Sven said, Oh, Jesus, are you sure we can't get it on there? Now he's Irish. We got the same amount of moose last year, and the pilot let us load it. The pilot loaded his small, looked at his small plane and then backed at the pile of moose and said, okay, load it up. So after they got loaded and were taking off going down the runway, the little plane was struggling to take off. It would start to take off and come back down. The pilot finally pulled on the stick. It went up but quickly back came back down and crashed at the end of the runway. Oh, no. After brushing the glass off him, Ole said, where are we? Did we make it? Sven looked around and said, I think we crashed at the same place we did last year. Get it? See the, the yeah, That's the it. end yeah. of the joke, but I feel that yeah. both parties are doing the same exact thing that didn't work last year. On a side note, I was wondering if I could get a ruling. Do you say cut the grass or mow the yard? My wife hates it when I say cut the grass, which is why I take every chance to tell her that I'm going out to cut the grass today. Okay, I just got done cutting the grass. Boy, doesn't the grass look great after I got done cutting the grass? It is not going to change what I'm going to say, but I was curious. Thanks for the great show, and thank you for pushing back in a world of bad governance. I personally say cut the grass. I refer to one person and one person only to decide such an important matter, and that is the great Tom Kelly. I'm going out to cut grass. Okay. There you are. There it is. Oh, he cut grass. Cut the best. Grass. Do, you really, cut grass. do you remember what that was? In it? So we used to have TK on Royce's show every other week, and Pat was asking him about managing the All-Star game. You know, I think it was sometime in July or whatever. And he asked, so, uh, TK, are you going uh, to watch the, uh, the, uh, the game tonight? And he says, nope, I'm going out to cut grass. <laughs> The play story in today's Star Tribune is record greenhouse gas surge ominous. And uh, the St. Paul Pioneer Press gave that same story, it's just due, with about three paragraphs on a very interior page. By the way, I, if I haven't said it, let me say it again. Okay. The Pioneer Press has changed its entire graphic Look, it's really looking handsome. Hmm. It's changed its entire graphics. It's. I'd I'd like to comment. I I don't I don't get it out my way. Well, I know you don't. But no, you I can't get it up here either. Can't get it in South Minneapolis. Possible to get anybody on the phone to talk to him about it either. Whoa! Oh! Sorry. Fly-by-night operation they got uh, there. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Joe can't even find out where to go to get his paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big stack of them somewhere. <laughs> where are we? Well, you're not here. <laughs> I uh, was interviewed yesterday by a Penn State student. Oh, that's right. And she's working on some sort of, I don't know. Oh, I asked her, how did you get wind of me? And she said, I, I just went around the country and looked at papers that have been snapped up by head, hedge funds. Oh, wow. No and uh, the Pioneer Press is among them. And 
She wanted to know the impact that that had on the newsroom and on and on and on and on. And I broke it all down for her. Nice kid. I asked her where she's from. She's from State College, Pennsylvania. So she's a home, a hometown kid. She goes to Penn State. And, and so I was telling her about, uh, I, I'm, I've been around long enough to have enjoyed uh, seeing and existing in the complete heyday of the American newspaper. Sure. Private jets, the whole thing, you know. Big buildings with big newsrooms and just fantastic. And then I gave her the history of the building shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I said, I'll tell you a funny story. And and she said, okay. And I told her about when I went down to see my accountant who's in the same building as the Pioneer Press. And I told the guard, Terry, I think I'm going to run upstairs and get my dictionary. And he said, you're not here anymore. And I said, where are we? And he said, I have no idea, but you're not here anymore. They left. And I told the girl this story, and, and uh, I was somewhat disappointed. She didn't find it that funny. She didn't She didn't. Is it because it. she didn't have the personal touch to that story that I, I don't much know. in the same way think, that the four of us do? I just don't think do? she got it very well, you know. You know hmm. what, though? That's Isn't that a ray of hope? That a, that a current college student would find that an interesting story to investigate? Yeah, that is a ray of hope. I, I, I did think that's not cool. I did not explore with her whether she intends to try to become a reporter because I would have had to disabuse her of that notion <laughs> and say, "Honey, you you got to find something else because this is a dead end." No, but don't you want someone like that to yes, pursue sure, journalism? Sure, why not? In any event, <laughs> All right. I sense the sincerity in that. Yeah. In any event, the play story is record greenhouse gas surge ominous but locally on the on the uh, fox 9 uh, website we get a story called minnesota waterways falling to near record lows as meaningful moisture stays away and i certainly would not disagree with that it hasn't rained in a long time it hasn't rained substantially and god bless fox 9 is it cody Mats. Mats. I don't know if Cody Mats is responsible for this, but on the website. Yes, he is, because I saw his piece this morning. But on the website, there's no mention of climate change in this. Right. And on the website, and they always have, uh, for example, what they're claiming in this story is that we're we're closing in on the record driest June to October, June through October. Uh, and, And they gave me the top seven driest. June through October's, which uh, I appreciate greatly because it rests my case when they do this, and I, or anybody does this, and I told you guys that I fear we're going to wake up one day and somebody's going to smarten up in this Mysterian Marxist movement that has nothing to do with the environment, right. and they're going to they're going to eradicate these records from the history books, and and that would be entirely. Uh, possible when you see how other histories are easily erased Mm -hmm. so i can see where weather records would be wiped off the books but uh, uh, channel nine had them today and the story is basically lake minnetonka's low you know white bears low the rivers are low and they are we need rain and then they listed the driest june through october uh, months in the history of Minnesota, at least as far as we know. Number one driest. 18 something. No, number one driest June through October was 1910. Okay. When we only had a total of 6.93 inches of rain. Now, no, 2022 this year has moved into second place. 
uh, with 7.06 inches of rain. Not that much more rain than we had in 1910. Third on the list is 1936 with 7.32 inches of rain. Fourth on the list is 1894 with 7.79 inches of rain. Fifth on the list is 1889 with 8.82 inches of rain. Sixth on the list is 1948 with 8.93 inches of rain. And seventh on the list is 1933 with 9.26 inches of rain. So by providing that for me and for the reader and any reader who stops to just consider that and weigh that information, you'll realize that A, we're not as dry as we've been, and B, this has happened many times before. Right. And will continue to happen again. Did Cody say what the reporting station was? Uh, let's see. This has led to a rainfall deficit. Now our waterways are showing it. It's a very easy story to whip through because it's short. Uh, so basically this happened 50, 60, 72 years ago was 48. Right. It was this somewhat dry. I'm not seeing where they measured. Okay, and then the second question, What? what did you say 36 or 37? For what year? 36. Because 36 was pretty much considered the end of the Dust Bowl era. 36 ranks third as the driest June through October in Minnesota. Interesting that it, it, it ranks that far down because well, everybody, is, yeah. talk, everybody talks about the Dust Bowl. Well, consider it this way. The driest was 1910 at 6.93. Should we round that off and call it seven inches? And then in 1936, you could also round it Definitely. off and call it seven inches. Always round it was up. 7.32. Yeah, yeah. That's what I usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Round her up. Yeah. A couple of inches at least. Yeah. So there you have it. I mean, I, 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 uh, it, it took the angry edge off me for the headline in the Star Tribune, which is utter nonsense. Yeah, and uh, well, Cody's been attending the University of Garage Logic for some time. Well, I appreciate it, and I T- looked. I looked. Uh, are they going to mention climate change in here? And and they don't. Uh, the climate has always changed and always has, and these are helpful. Uh, the true believers don't find these kinds of statistics helpful, but I do. We've been here before, and we'll be. I don't know. See, I'm hearing, I'm hearing his tone and your voice and everything you say. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. The whole GL staff, with the exception of rookie and Reavers and Height, that means me and Kenny. Yeah, yeah basically, has really, really fallen hard for a guy on TV named Derek Beery. Barry, Barry, yeah. and he has a show called Res- uh, Roadworthy Rescues, and he has distinguished himself from everybody else in this yep. genre yep. Uh, on the Motor Trend channel by having a personality, by being bright, and by being funny. He has really, really distinguished himself from these rubes who attack cars with sledgehammers and Yep. have no idea how to entertain people. He is just a, just a fun, funny guy. We've emailed him. We're trying to get him as a guest on the show. And he'll look up at the camera and say, I don't know. Can I get this running? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in any event, I discount the play story in the Star Tribune because, A, it comes from the U.N. I want them out of my country. 
And I two, they say things like estimated targets. Well, that's not science. That's right. not so science. Science is why didn't, definitive. Why didn't they mention global warming or climate change? So the ozone whole layer thing We're has, good on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I have to admit, I didn't make it to the jump. I And it was painful reading that the first part of it. It's all because of the fuel-making happener. <laughs> <laughs> that spews gas for you and it's not edelbrock it's edelbrock yeah. bat tree yeah and he's doing that on purpose i swear okay. to god oh yeah he is this yeah. kid's got a degree in something and uh in any event, well i i have to quit saying in any event back to this play story if you do go to the jump uh we get a second headline un colon greenhouse gas surge ominous and uh, you get to the very bottom, and we learn that NASA announced that an instrument on the International Space Station designed to look at mineral dust turned out to be a useful tool to find super emitters of methane from orbit. NASA shared oh. three images showing plumes. Boy, I had a Royce yeah. gas attack. Oh, this is uh, okay. Sharing now you've got me interested. Several this miles is... long that are growing methane. A group of a dozen leaks from pipelines and other gas infrastructure in Turkmenistan is le- is leaking 55 tons of methane per hour, about the same as the infamous 2015 Aliso Canyon leak drilling in New Mexico that's spewing. They had to get the word spewing in here because the reporter's lazy. Spewing 18 tons per hour and a landfill in Iran that's emitting 8 tons per hour. We're looking in places where no one is planning to look for methane, said NASA instrument scientist Robert Green. If it's there, we'll see it. Well, here's my answer to that. The uh, Turkmenistan people should fix their leak. That's their problem. If you're leaking 55 tons of methane an hour, why don't you fix the damn thing? The same in New Mexico. Well, I guess that's been fixed because this is the United States where we still do attempt to fix things. And uh, and if you've got a landfill in Iran that's emitting eight tons per hour, why don't you why don't you do something about it? Right. Don't uh, blame me right. as a white American, which you, is really you can what do this nothing is all about. about. It. You can do nothing about it, but I will say that Turkmenistan is my favorite Stan country. It sounds very confused, doesn't it? This Turkmenistan. Does, yeah. Does it make you nervous, though, that NASA is joining the Environmental Justice Squad? Oh, We're being think, spied on from outer space? I think that was inevitable because they've got the tools up there, and they're probably but asked to— uh, What if they find out—I've I can't? I've had that tire fire going behind the shed for about a <laughs> right. month and a half yeah. that I can't seem to put out. NASA has to do that stuff to, in order to stay afloat because they're getting their butt kicked in the space industry. I'm so pleased to have been notified uh, by John Noon up in Fargo. No, in Dallas. I'm sorry, he's in Dallas-Fort Worth that uh, October is National Estate Planning Awareness Month. I would have had no idea. But it is something you need to be aware of, and we have friends. Eckberg Lammers Law Firm will help you create an estate plan, and believe you me, if you don't think you need to, think again, because you're going to die, and you got stuff. I don't care how little amount of stuff you got or how much stuff you got. If you don't take care of it legally, 
and have it all the I's dotted and the T's crossed, the government stakes, uh, steps in and and takes over, and then your family's left there with their hand out and nothing happens. Eckberg Lammers has been preparing estate plans and wills for more than 70 years. They'll help you with a family property transfer. Whatever whatever you think might be touch and go in your family, they're the experts at it. And uh, they, uh, they are our legal firm, full service. But they can help you make sure your estate will transition smoothly the way you want. And you really do want that. I've done it. I recommend it to anybody. And that will fall on deaf ears with the morons they work with. Huh? But but you've got Eckberg Lammers to count on if you need them. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this. Call 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Oh, our GLers up in Monticello, they've got them. I'm talking Moon Motorsports, and I'm talking brands for the brats, the kiddos. Right now, Moon has an amazing deal going on the youth-sized Polaris Sportsman 110. That's a little ATV four-wheeler. They have a truckload of these babies, and they're offering huge savings. You can stroll on over to moonmotorsports.com to check them out. And remember, uh, Christmas, here it comes. Ho, 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 jolly St. Nick. He's coming down the chimney. Uh, It's not a chimney. It's it's a a chimney. It's a chimney, (laughs) and it's got red bricks. Um, Some of them are rock, field rock. Um, but wouldn't it be great if old Jolly St. Nick stuffed a four-wheeler down that Ooh, chimney? Oh, baby. that'd be awesome. I love riding trails. Let's face it, everybody loves riding trails. Ride and we, trail. We have hundreds of miles of trails around the state. Now is the best time to get them their own ATV so you can make it a family affair. You don't have to leave them home. Um, sorry about that. I know you like to go out with your buddies and stop it oh never mind we're not going to go down that path just bring the family with you'll be a lot happier winter here it comes matthew if you haven't already Mm -hmm. secured your machines for the winter call moon they can do the prep they can do the storage and here's the deal safe and heated call today to get your machine on the schedule at moon motorsports we have ktm husqvarna polaris bmw can-am triumph ducati yamaha honda and skadoo they're on the south side of 94 in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. 
It would take too long to work, but I to look. But I wonder, just to conclude this uh, play story in today's Minneapolis paper, I wonder how many papers around the country uh, had this as its main story. What percentage? Because oh, the Pioneer Press be. gave it its due. It gave it about four paragraphs on page eight. Okay. That, that's where it belonged. I don't even know if I would have run it because it's meaningless. It has nothing to do with. But I have two. two wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. On that topic, John, this is a debate kind of uh, along the lines of what we've been talking about for a few weeks. How do you feel about that? About the placement of this run, story? Mean, oh, I think yeah. it was ridiculous. As soon as I saw it this morning in the paper, I thought, boy, I hope Joe talks about this because. Darn it. I was really right hoping. Front when you grab the paper. I was hoping we could have a fight here. No, John no, is sane. No. John is yeah, sane. He's normal. Yeah. Most of the time, pretty much. A couple things to conclude this. Uh, one, they, to my way of thinking, they're despicable. Because this is being pinned, uh, the the context for the UN to have released this piece is they're lamenting the uh, war in Ukraine, delaying the uh, humans on Earth from from solving Earth's real problem, which is this: no, Earth's real problem is children dying on playgrounds as a result of the war in Ukraine, and they're actually. Well, it's nothing that John Kerry didn't say. You don't have to play him. Right. It's nothing John Kerry hasn't said or other idiots. Uh, and here, here is the U.N. saying, more bad news for the planet. The World Meteorological Organization said in a statement, along with the latest annual greenhouse gas bulletin. Uh, it's one of several reports released in recent days looking at several aspects of humanity's struggle with climate change in the run-up to the U.N.'s latest climate conference in Sharam al-Sheikh, Egypt. Uh, kind of an exotic place to have that. We can fly there, I guess. That's all right. And, and we, we, note that, uh, we note that they're lamenting the war, uh, and they're very upset. because Well, you should be upset at Putin then, and, and don't lecture me about greenhouse gases and methane. The second thing that that uh, I find fascinating, and it's why the infatuation with apparently getting the temperature to whatever they thought it was pre-industrial revolution. Yeah. Is, 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 is it industry that the mystery is after? And my answer is yes, in part. It's industry. It's capitalism. It's Western civilization. It's... Uh, it's it's very telling that they would wish to have a world in which everyone's the same and is obedient to some sort of power that will tell them how to behave. This has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. 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 And so why the so who what idiot would read this with their coffee this morning and say, well, why in the hell should I uh, favor the temperature, whatever it was in 1804? On October 27th. Who cares what it was? It was. It's the climate. It's whatever it is. It will always be. So what really is at the bottom of that uh, wish to get, get a temperature uh, at pre-industrial? To me, it's the elimination of industry. What other way could you look at it? Because you, if they're going to demean industry... And yet they want to get the temperature back to pre-industry. Right, whatever that well, then is. what are you going to do? you got to end industry. you got to shut it down, baby. you got to shut down everything. Yeah. 
which would behoove only the elites, the owners, the owners yeah, of us. Then they couldn't go to Egypt. Boy, am I, I don't know. The thing is, and you mentioned it, that really, really sticks in my craw is the fact that they'll discount virtually all of the world's problems and place this climate issue above all of them. It's not the world's chief. It's not even in the top 30 problems. But war in Europe, an international energy crisis, global inflation, and political turmoil in countries like Britain and Brazil have distracted leaders and distracted. complicated, yeah, and dis, and complicated cooperative efforts to tackle climate change. Isn't that so none of that matters more than climate Isn't change. Isn't that something? You know yeah. what my new yeah. favorite thing on the show is, hmm. and you've only been doing this probably within the last year or so. When you get so fed up and disgusted with political situations just like this, you turn into John Bansley at the end of your rant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> with each fraction of a I degree, with each fraction of a degree of warming, tens of millions more people worldwide would be exposed to life-threatening heat waves, food and water scarcity, and coastal flooding while millions of more mammals, insects, birds, and plants would disappear. Never mind Putin, never mind the world's problems. This is worse. Last night, it's been on before, but I'm captivated by it. I happened to catch a uh, National Geographic special on the Yellowstone caldera. Mm -hmm. uh, if it blows, we're all dead. Kenny's driving straight towards it. No, but if it right. blows, seriously, if it, and it, there's no reason to believe it's going to happen tomorrow or a thousand years from now. The point is nobody knows, but it will blow again. And when it does, you having changed your light bulb ain't going to make a right. bit of difference. Well, wait, what if I just give another tax to the government? That's going to put a help. stop to it. That will help. Okay. That will help. Okay. Yeah, or if you vote for Democrats. Well, then that, that puts then the, the Yellowstone caldera will not erupt Because that's what Amy Klobuchar told, told us. But there's a great big cauldron of bubbling and burbling down there, and someday it's going to go. And when it does, you'll have nuclear winter. There'll be no crops. People will starve to death, and people will choke to death, and... It will cover the globe with ash, and it'll be over, because nature's bigger than man. Every year. It wins out every time. All 4.5 billion years, nature is one. Nature's bigger than man. So I've, I've been reassured by, I don't know, internet experts know. who, who bleep, bloop me. Internet <laughs> No, remember, John, on Krabby, we were talking about what, what we're going to do, bugging out, how are we going to sure. survive. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I brought up Yellowstone and the cauldron, and I got many emails saying, oh, that's millions of years from now. Don't worry. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that. And if it goes, it goes. There's nothing you can do about it. But boulders the size of uh, Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen SUVs will land in your yard. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. That's right. So light them up and drink Jameson. We should... <laughs> We should says. we should charge Derek for every new follower he gets because I, I, my sense is that we're really heavily promoting his. We deal. really are, and, and I want him on so he can start promoting us because yeah. Garage Logic is a natural fit with a Vice Grip Garage. Yeah, we go hand in hand. What you should do: have him come to your garage and pretend that something's not running. Well, no, I don't I have, have to, to pretend. pretend. I, I've <laughs> got a stuck 49 Minneapolis Moline. He could help me out. He'd then, fix that in an hour. And then he could drive it back to the Twin Cities. 
There's something wrong with your fuel making it happen. (laughs) (laughs) And your electric whirler thing. Yeah, sparklies. You got something wrong with your sparklies. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, Let's be done with the UN. Bleep you, UN. You want them out of your country? I do. Okay. F U U N. That's like E fun. Rick uh, has a note on the Samer theory, which is uh, pretty interesting. Like Joe, on Monday's oh, podcast, <laughs> what did you say? You said <laughs> F-U-U-N. I said, that's like Chris fun. <laughs> Didn't I Sorry. say bleep you? You did. Yeah. yeah. On Monday's podcast, Jeff and Pequot Lakes wrote in about the Samer theory as a possible explanation for the illogical thinking of the left. No, if it's radio waves, wouldn't it affect all people, not just the left? There was some question about why this seems to affect some folks and not others. Well, even a bunch of dummies should have come up with the obvious answer. It's the result of tree inequity. Mm. I'm only half joking. Think about this. The closer you get to the nation's tallest buildings and the farther away you get from nature, the more electromagnetic waves you have zipping around your head. Hmm. Ergo, you move into the city and you lose your mind. You become another leftist who can't think and can't link. I buy that. Yep. There ain't no radio waves out in the middle of nowhere. Out here in Krabby County, we're pretty good. Yeah, here in Gumption County, we're all right. (laughs) I don't know. Don't, Joe. We got to stop. We have to stop. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, where is it? Oh really the ultimate windmilling because the euphorians cannot link they're incompetent leaders what is the driving force of political activism one of the driving forces of political activism that they're the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings i'll just answer for you okay you must rent Right. Uh, owning is an example of undue privilege yep. it takes up space you're uh, you're being unkind to the earth uh, oh, not oh, everyone oh. will have the same chance. So we have to keep throwing up these Lego boxes everywhere you look. Throwing mm-hmm. them up. Rent, 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 rent. This is from World News KSTP. I wonder if they went to ABC for this. Renters face charging dilemma as U.S. cities move toward EVs. Okay. <laughs> so the, the windmilling is, you idiots who can't link... <laughs> You want everybody to live in an apartment, and you want everybody to drive an electric car. Where are they going to plug them in? Now, this will be solved. This will be solved in the years to come. The apartments will have their stations, their charging stations. But this is a story, Dateline Portland, Oregon, which has more problems than apartment rentals and EVs. It's one of America's destroyed urban centers. And we get the uh, we get a story here about Stephanie Terrell bought a used Nissan Leaf this fall and was excited to join the wave of drivers adopting electric vehicles to save on gas money and reduce her carbon footprint. Well, Stephanie, you think you're doing that, but you're not. The exhaust pipe to your Nissan Leaf just happens to be elsewhere. But Terrell quickly encountered a bump in the road on her journey to clean driving, okay. and it's not that clean. As a renter, she doesn't have a garage where she can power up overnight, and the public charging stations near her 
are often in use with long wait times. On a recent day, the 23-year-old nearly ran out of power on the freeway because because a public changing, I'm sorry, because a public charging station she was counting on was busy. Mm. It was really scary, and I was really worried I wasn't going to make it. But luckily I made it here. Now I have to wait a couple of hours to even use it because I can't go any further, she said, while waiting at another station where a half dozen EV drivers circled the parking lot waiting their turn. I feel better about it than buying gas, but there are problems I didn't really anticipate. The great transition to electric vehicles is underway for single-family homeowners who can charge their cars at home, but for millions of renters, access to charging remains a significant barrier. People who rent are also more likely to buy used EVs that have a lower range than the latest models, making reliable public charging even more critical for them. Now, critic, I'm sorry, now cities from Portland to Los Angeles to New York City are trying to come up with innovative public charging solutions as drivers string power cords across sidewalks, stand up uh, their own private charging stations on city right-of-ways and line up at public facilities. I don't want to read this whole thing, but just keep in mind, be careful what you wish for. A, electric vehicles aren't going to change anything about the climate. B, they're going to prove to be very inconvenient to you in the short run. And C, uh, electricity can be turned on and off without you having a say in it. What is the protocol? Oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. Without you having a say in it. Okay. Follow me? Yeah. Are you done? Maybe we're just done driving this week, <laughs> says yeah. the elites who control things and live on oceanfront estates, even though they're afraid well, of yeah, rising sea levels. They'll be able to drive yeah. because they're needed yes, to run Rick. our lives. Yes, Rick. Well, I just I have a protocol question. If you're in New York City and you're on 45th Street mm-hmm. and there's a there's two charging stations and you pull up in your Volvo and your Volkswagen and you're charging both them they're both being charged when they're fully charged is it like being at the laundromat or something when the, the dryer's done and you have to wait for them to move their car or you know, is it you got me thinking it's going to be exactly like a dry, a crowded driving range and you stand there with a club in your hand, looking Wait. up and down the line. Who's yes. going to be the first guy to go to the first tee and, and, and open up this, this uh, spot on the range for me? And then you move in and hit balls, oh, and then it's... someone else comes up behind you. Now, now you really got me thinking. Think Here's of the charging station road rage that's in store for us. Yes. That, that ex- well, it's already happened. Yeah. We've seen examples of it on social media. Yeah. At least I have. I yeah. don't know if you guys have. Somebody waiting impatiently for the other car to finish charging. Or Back. does that person go off and get coffee and then, hey, it's been charged for 15 minutes. You, you should have resolved in a problem. Wow. Okay, back to the apartment buildings. And what's also going to happen, and you didn't mention it, is the cost of their rent is going to go up because of the amperage that's being used, not only by the appliances, but by the EVs themselves. Most EVs charge at 30 to 50 amps of current um, in order to get a full charge over a set amount of time. Right. Now, like guys like me and probably Rookie, we have 100 amp service in our, in our homes. That means 
we wouldn't be able to use some of our appliances, bigger appliances, as our vehicle was charging. Mm-hmm. We'd need 200-amp service or greater. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing if some of these old apartment buildings, I, I'm honest, I'll be honest, I don't know what kind of service they have, but I can guarantee you they're going to have to up that service, and that is going to be in turn translated to the renters. And you 23-year-old Stephanie's out there, like this poor young girl in Portland who found it scary, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to... Uh, you're going to have to add this to your list of questions when you go to rent. I have mm-hmm. an electric vehicle. Do you have a means for me to charge my vehicle? Wow. So yesterday, uh, speaking of apartments, uh, Rob Olson from Fox 9 did a piece on the Highland uh, development with yes. the old Ford site. Very aware of it. And it was it was a good story. I'm not ripping Rob by any means. But the funny thing was is he had interviews with people on the street. Oh, it's been wonderful. The, the, the streets are now or the sidewalks are now open. We can walk our dog. And it had a couple of shots of a few of the buildings that were open for people to start moving in. in there. Right. But then at the very end it says, he says, while much of the 129 acres still sits empty. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, why is this a story? It's right. one one millionth of the property that's actually developed. So anyway, they want us to rent and they want us okay. to drive EVs, but they haven't figured it all out yet. Yeah. That's windmilling. And that's our basic complaint, generally speaking, isn't it? They're forcing this on us before the infrastructure is there. I hate to keep keep mentioning Derek, but I'm among my curiosities is what he thinks of EVs. Oh, I think we know. I hope we know. Uh, I don't know. We we know. Yeah. Let's come back with John Height, please. No. Let's first talk about our friends at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. I think we we should. Wait, wait, wait. Experience the spirited Midwestern flavors of 30 Bales in downtown Hopkins. Look at you. 30 Bales is endlessly in love with, uh, oh, I forgot the rest of the copy. Is he trying to steal his bit from you? He better not be because it's my stop and it's going to be everybody's stop because it pleases everybody in your life, the picky eater, the happy eater, the rookie of your life. It doesn't matter. 30 Bales is a scratch kitchen in downtown Hopkins, as Kenny mentioned. So, Todd sent this to me today, gentlemen, about mentions. Bent Paddle Cold Press Coffee Black Ale. Mm. They have craft cocktails in addition to the, the fantastic yeah, get menu. Yeah, to the craft. All right, so you've got the new Holland Dragon's Milk. Oh, boy, that's 11%. Might want to have a driver on yeah. that one. Uh, but this is the one I'm interested in. The un- Unmapped Brewing, by the way, in Minnetonka, fantastic brewery. They just came out with a peanut butter porter, which I love, especially this time. Don't you hit the foghorn on that. Peanut butter porter is for it. It's fantastic. But craft cocktails in addition to that scratch kitchen. Uh, also, don't forget, I've used this before with, uh, with the wife because she works very near 30 Bales Restaurant. They do take reservations for happy hour gatherings, you know, especially work gatherings, goodbye parties, things of that nature. They do that, Joe, for whatever size group you happen to have. 30 Bales Restaurant will cater to you and your crew. Go online, visit their website, 30bales.com. You can see their entire menu. Uh, They also have brunch on Saturday and Sunday that starts at 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Happy hour is from 3 to 5, Tuesday through Friday, and they are open for lunch Tuesday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out their entire menu, 30bales.com. Please, when you make a reservation or you stop on in, let Todd and the crew know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. <laughs> Super Positive Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mike Schoonover is on the line. 
Schoonover Body Works, by the way, the GLers Body Shop. It's uh, in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Hi, Mike. How are you doing today? Hi, Kenny. I am doing really good. It's good to be here with you today. So I've been thinking the complexity of a repair job. And I mean, we could just start with glass. It's not as easy as just pulling out that cracked windshield and slapping it back in. But then I start thinking about cameras in the rear and cameras in the front, and everything is computerized. How do you guys keep up with the constantly changing technology that we have these days? How's that work? Well, you know, technology is cool. I mean, we, we all like to get a new phone or, you know, get uh, get that new car and have all those cool little gadgets that we can play with and stuff. But but when it comes to repair on, on that, it is it is more challenging and that, that cool stuff is, is, is very um, complex. And just a simple repair these days uh, turns it into a, just a little bit more uh, of a complicated issue just simply because you have to now you got this ADOS stuff. You got your 360 surround cameras. You got your lane departure systems that all have to be addressed. So, you know, a perfect example is all this hail work that we've had this summer. Yeah. Dropping down the headliners, the you know, the interior uh, fabric of the roof, dropping yeah. that down. Yeah. Well, you have to disconnect your rearview mirror. When you do that, when you disconnect all these wires and speakers and all that kind of stuff, um, that might be your security system. That is your lane departure system. That's your forward-facing camera. So just a simple paintless dent repair job also has to have those ADOS systems, you know, recalibrated and reset. So remember when it was a pain? You brought up mirrors. It was a real pain in the butt when you got a new windshield and you had to glue that little steel tab to the to the windshield that your mirror would hang up, and we'd complain about that. That's yeah. nothing now. That's nothing. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. So you know that big box behind the rearview mirror of all these new cars. You know that there, there's a lot going on there. There, you know, that's keyless entry. That's your alarm system. That's your forward-facing camera there's so many things that are just tucked up underneath all this little all these all these pretty little plastic pieces we have um you know it's just a lot of tech and it needs to be dealt with so um we look at it as a challenge we look we've embraced the you know that this technology is here and and um it's got to be dealt with and and like we like to do all the times we like to do that all under one roof when we can well, yeah, of course, but now I'm thinking, okay, that means extra time. That, that that means your labor rate goes up, and that means insurance companies are go- going to be paying more for the repairs, and that means insurance companies are going to be raising their rates. Is that true, or am I dreaming here? Yeah, yep. Our, you know, so for instance, our our rates, our labor rates, just simply because the, the market is so tight for labor. You know, in the last nine, ten months, uh, the labor rate for the collision repair industry, at least in this market, has gone ten gone up ten dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, and you need that. I mean, that that's just the way it is because now we are, you know, we've we've never had to compete against, um, you know, the the retailers or the big box stores or the, you know, the Amazons of the world for for labor, but. But now we have to because uh, you know we're paying higher higher hourly rates for even even our our lower skilled uh, positions that we need. So so yeah, the cost of labor is up, and and you need you need you need you need some pretty competent people 
and smart people to be able to understand how all these operations work. Right. The so, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, rates are insurance rates, I'm sure are, are going to go up and, and, and that type of thing. But, you know, look at the cost of the cars, the more tech you pack into these vehicles, the more they're going to cost. Well, I know one thing, whether you're driving a 2002 or a 2022, if it's related to anything with that automobile or truck, repair, glass, service, body work, oil change, whatever, Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview can handle it. 80 years strong in Shoreview, always rated as one of the best Metro's top shops and the official body shop of Garage Logic. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, this uh, news is brought to you by the Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. They specialize in regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy. Uh, for instance, if you're having issues with peripheral neuropathy, uh, that's where uh, you get the pain, the numbness, the tingling in your hands or feet. Well, your doctor probably would tell you not a lot you can do about it. But Dr. Larson of Rivertown Medical Center can help you out with new treatment methods, and uh, they can give you some relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained at least 85% nerve damage. Rivertown Medical Center can help with new treatment methods and help with the lack of blood flow to the nerves. That is what causes the nerves to die off and the subsequent neuropathy. Uh, you can join Dr. Larson for a free one-hour seminar about this breakthrough treatment for neuropathy this Saturday, 10 a.m., the Double Tree by Hilton in St. Louis Park. Call this number, 651 661 4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Everyone there gets a free neuropathy scan. Again, it's this Saturday, 10 in the morning, Double Tree by Hilton in St. Louis Park. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll get your text reservation for the seminar. It's all from Dr. Larson and Rivertown Medical Center. In the news, uh, I had uh, the fellas here tell me perhaps I should move these stories to, uh, well, my lead, as we call it in the news business. So that's what we're going to do. When 54-year-old Jara left her home for work as a tree tapper on an Indonesian rubber plantation Sunday morning, Jeez. it was the last time her family would see her alive. Oh, no. no. When, when Jara failed to return home that afternoon, her husband sounded the alarm and went out to find her. The first sign that something was wrong... He found his missing wife's sandals, jacket, headscarf, and knife Ooh. on the forest floor. Ooh, on the forest floor. Wow. The second sign, a heavily bloated snake. Oh, no. Encountered by snake a search party. What? Snake apparently oh. also ate her last name. Yeah, but he took off all her clothes? <laughs> yeah, what's during that all about? During yeah, I don't search. do shawls. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, didn't have the sandals, the, didn't have any clothing. Eat. That's like, what's that green, that sprig of green stuff they always put on your plate that you throw? Parsley. Parsley. That's like the parsley. Maybe she she wanted to get at. Ooh. Yeah. During suicide suicide by snake. She was given that snake snake. to come hither. Look, she's sick of tapping trees. I've been tapping rubber trees for 50 years. During the search, the team found a giant python measuring about 22 feet in length, which God. they suspected had wow. preyed on the victim, oh, according to the no. local police. That's tough. Uh, they, ref- they referred to the victim simply as Jara. In line, Joe, you asked about this, with the Indonesian custom of going by just 
one name. He didn't have a last name. Isn't nope. that what Bob Marley was always singing about? Jara, protect oh, me. I don't, I don't think so. That's oh. tough on the family, though, to lose grandma to a snake. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, well, the, and how the, slow is she? Because pythons are not quick like rattlesnakes. Yeah. If it's a big I'm, python? They, they, they do grab you and squeeze you to death. She jumped oh. into its arms. Yeah. The search team... Doesn't have arms. They don't, they don't have arms. Can you, a serious question. Can you cut Grandma out of there and revive her? Well, I, well as a matter of fact, the search oh, team you, killed, killed the reptile, sliced open its stomach where they discovered Jara's remains still completely intact. The police said the victim's body was not destroyed when we found her inside the snake, meaning that she had only been recently swallowed whole. It was near the village of Batara in Indonesia's Jambi province, located on Sumatra Island. Non-venomous pythons usually prefer not to attack humans, choosing instead to feed on smaller animals, which they secure with a non-venomous bite before they suffocate the animal right. to death. So too late for heart resuscitation? Serious question. I yes, guess it yes, was. She yeah. was, yeah. She was she a private oxygen. Squozer to death. Okay. Do you think this, the Squoze? snake had, had to pause because it got the meat sweats? <laughs> you know, I'll just take a take a brief time out right, before yeah, we finish. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, snakes, a 19-year-old South Florida man Are captured. You done with Grandma? Yeah, Grandma's done. Yeah, she's right. gone. Well, God bless she's, you, Grandma. Gee yeah, whiz, yeah. what a tough way to go. Tough way to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A 19-year-old South Florida man captured 28 Burmese pythons during a 10-day competition that was created to increase awareness about the threats the invasive snakes pose to the state's ecology. Matthew Concepcion was among the 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia, who took part in the annual challenge. They removed 231 of the unwanted pythons total, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Now, for his efforts, Concepcion was awarded the $10,000 ultimate grand prize, courtesy of the Everglades Foundation. Is he the guy Dustin, from Latvia? Uh, no, no Florida. I don't think FLA. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Dustin Crum won a $1,500 grand prize for removing the longest python, which was about 11 feet long. I've seen uh, a Latvian snake rustler. <laughs> yeah, and he's barefoot. <laughs> kind of like Borat. Yes, and he's yes. barefoot, yeah. wearing just a loincloth. We are here to support your war on snakes. <laughs> what a snake. <laughs> Earlier this year, you may remember the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. The female python weighed 215 pounds, 18 feet long, and contained 122 developing eggs. And the one that, that got grandma was 22 feet long. That's, that's, that's a long snake. That's a bigger big than, snake. Yeah, bigger than a Cadillac. I'll say, that's a big snake. In other Reavers, news... Pay attention to the show. I, what are you doing? Contacting a client, sir. Sorry. Small cities across Minnesota face a significant challenge to fill vacancies <laughs> in their retrospective agencies. According to Minnesota Post Board Records, 14 law enforcement agencies have closed across the state since 2017. Spokesperson for the Post Board said his agency doesn't track reasons why those agencies have closed, but said it is a fair characterization that most shut down due to staffing and budget issues. Mm-hmm. Are these uh, cops in towns? Yes. I saw correct. a thing on the news last night about this on Channel that's, 5. That's where I got this story. St. Yep. Paul Park, they zeroed in on, has nine cops. Mm-hmm. Well, how many do you want? It's St. Paul Park. Right. Well, she a... said, uh, as my next paragraph points out, Chief Jessica Danberg <laughs> said, ideally, they'd like to have nearly double that amount. Why? It's St. Paul Park. Park. That's nothing. I, I don't, I, 
Whose side are you on here? Yeah, but they can't work no, 24 cop, hours a day. But you don't need, I mean, there's it's you and Ellison. there. You and Ellison, why do you hate oh, cops so much? I grew up in a town with one cop, Swede the cop. So did I, one Adam Lloyd. Yep. If you are in St. Paul Park, you <laughs> must Adam visit Lloyd. the American <laughs> Legion. Why? It is unbelievable. Good food? Good food, yes. They have hired a big chef to do that. It's fantastic. John, one night I uh, rear-ended Kelly Shores' mom, and uh, he pulled me over, and he sent me home. (laughs) One Adam Lloyd? One Adam Lloyd did. He says, you go home right now. Uh, So I got in one of the vehicles and went back downtown and continued living it up. Yep. Living the dream. Living the dream. Yep. Uh, Representative Keith Frank, who's from St. Paul Park, said he'd like to see the legislature revive that $250 million public safety bill that didn't make it out of the last legislative session to help smaller communities hire more officers. And speaking of that bill, you may have seen this. Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher called for a special session yesterday to address funding crime measures and hiring officers. But it appears that won't happen. He did that in response to the story we had yesterday. Remember the 16-year-old kid who I had, do. I think, Look up nine the charges, rock of St. Paul two, Park. two gunshot wounds. You yeah. know, uh, Fletcher said he wrote to elected leaders, said that in his 45 years of working in law enforcement, he sees the Twin Cities at a historic point when it comes to criminal activity on the streets and in neighborhoods. Now, they had the $450 million public safety bill all ready to go, a bipartisan agreement, but then it fell apart during the last session. Of course. Uh, everybody started uh, pointing fingers at each other. And mm-hmm. Yesterday, when Fletcher brought this up, the same thing happened once again. Democrats and Republicans. It's unbelievable. All they need to do to get the proper funding is just tell them that they're going to feed kids. They'll get that check tomorrow. (laughs) As of the census of 2010, there were 5,279 people. That's nothing. How many? 5,200 people. Can't nine cops cover 5,200 people? Depends on on really. I don't know what the ratio is supposed to be. But do they routinely, seriously, do they routinely help out St. Paul or do they help out other jurisdictions? I think other jurisdictions routinely help out St. Paul Park. Gotcha. Well, they got a big crime problem in St. Paul Park? No, it's a nice small little town, but it butts up against Cottage Grove. Right there by the river. And uh, Newport. Yeah. Yeah. That's where all the coyotes go? Up from the river. Got it. They could use one Adam Lloyd. Maybe you Swede. He pulled me over, and Scotty Hendrickson got out and ran, <laughs> like like one Adam Lloyd didn't know him. Like so he like, wouldn't know who just it go was. over to just go over to his house. I'm going to talk to your dad, Scotty. <laughs> That's that would yeah. be AV. Swede stopped two of us once, and one guy got to leave because he said, "Well, I was just on my way to church." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that old lie. So Swede let him go, and I got stiff. <laughs> A seventeen-year-old now charged. For work. <laughs> and I was working at a mortuary. <laughs> you know well, those a few cold ones. I'll tell you that. Those cups, cutter. those cups that you get when you go to a uh, kegger. Yeah, had about six of those full on the dash, and yeah. they all went yeah. everywhere. I would imagine they were spilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. spilt, spilled, spilt, spilt, spilt. Seventeen-year-old is now charged with murder and assault after authorities say he attacked several of his family members and killed his grandmother. Ramsey County prosecutors this morning charged the 17-year-old with second-degree intentional murder and two counts of first-degree assault. Uh, There's a lot of details about this story that I'm not going to read, only because they're pretty harrowing. Thank you. Uh, But uh, go ahead. We name this fellow, or is he a juvenile? Uh, uh, He has not been named, although they have named the grandma already, so we know who the family is. That's tough. I'm serious. That's a bad Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. Yeah. 88 years old, Grandma was. So. Well, gets eat, she didn't get eaten by a snake. 
So there's that. So you got that going for you, <laughs> which is nice. It's and a bit of a, a wow. rare move. Are you using a microphone, Joe? Chris, is Joe not by the microphone? He, he, he routinely backs away from the mic, and then people yell at me because the yeah, levels are off, and I routinely tell Joe, you got to stay close to the mic. Well, here's the problem. He Joe goes a, a, away from the microphone now, okay? to watch Reavers to see if Reavers is paying attention to the show, which means then he may not be heard. And, Rook, you're the only person that can, can testify that unless you're – if you're looking at the screen, what does he automatically assume? That uh, you're watching uh, 70 the Cincinnati Reds play the San Diego right. Padres. What are you doing? 19. Nice. I just have my email up, and I always have the stream. See this? I always have this up. What's great about well, being up here? Well, bleep your email, unless it has anything. something to do with the show. What's great about being does. up here in Krabby County is my TV that has Vice Grip Garage on <laughs> is right by the camera, so he can't tell when I'm not watching him. Well, I just I assume you are. TV. Yeah, I got to move my <laughs> or TV. Or maybe it's a Barbara Stanwyck uh, marathon. In a bit of a rare you know, move, right? for, former Governor Jesse Ventura released an endorsement the state's 38th governor, who served as an independent from 1999 to 2003, has endorsed DFL incumbent Governor Tim Walls for re-election. He said, as an independent statesman, I don't believe in the major political parties. Since leaving office, I've rarely endorsed a candidate of any political persuasion. But this election, he said, is too important. That's why I'm endorsing Governor Tim Walls for re-election. Ventura cited Walls' actions during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as his support for women's rights and abortion what? rights as reasons he's voting for Walls. He added he won't stand with anyone who cannot condemn the January 6th insurrection. In response to Ventura's endorsement, Walls said, Jesse and I don't agree on everything, but we agree that this election is too important to sit out. Ventura's endorsement comes two days after former President Donald Trump endorsed Republican candidate Scott Jensen. For governor. Would sir, Jesse have done no, that? I have a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sir, oh, were you sought for that endorsement, or did you just uh, come up with this on your own? I don't know. All right. But you, <laughs> Do what now? Were you called? Yeah, they called me uh, Walsey as I, uh, I I talked to him last week, and he said, uh, are you going to back Dr. Scott Stevens and Maddie Burke because he played football? And I said, I don't know. So I thought about it and just said I'm going to endorse Walsey. Is that what you call him? Yeah. All right. If I don't call him Gov. Yeah. Governor, was it because of, uh, we all know that you're pretty worried about the corona. Uh, Was it because of Walsh's um, actions during the pandemic? Is that what it was? No, I liked uh, his debate strategy where he's out laying in the weeds. You know, (laughs) he ain't going to be seen by anybody. Why you, is my Jesse? It's got to be a lower pitch. It's too high right now. Yeah. <laughs> like well, me. that's your problem. Like you got to work on that. <laughs> I what talked to him this morning. Oh, oh what did he say? Um, hello? <laughs> 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 Actually, uh, the first lady uh, picked uh, up, and I uh, had a nice conversation with her. Well, you love her. the first lady. Uh, first oh, thing, she, how was wonder. the wedding? How was the kids? How was the, and said Why didn't you invite Jesse? I don't know. Okay. I didn't get an invite. Right. You know who would be? She would be more interesting than the governor. It'd be fun to have her on. She is no. just as real and perky yeah. and cute as yeah. she seems. Yeah. That's the real and, theory. And, and brilliant. Yeah. She's when, she's uh, a smart gal. When I produced a morning show on KS ninety five or FM station, we had her on more than Jesse. Oh. Mm-hmm. We always had her on. I'll bet it was once a month at least. Was that I, with we, that crazy band guy? Yeah, that's Van, your, rookie. You know, your your buddy, your buddy Van. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, one other uh, 
One other Jesse note, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he texted this morning. He's premiering on Cameo. You guys know what Cameo is? I right? do not. He told me that this morning. What is it? Where you, you he'll he'll cut a promo in for you. If it's your birthday. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The CP would you call. You 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, you guys say, do that birthday, for me. Joe, you? I love you. You could do that. You could have been doing that. I don't know. I actually have the first show on Cameo. All right. Jeez. You know, Chris, we going to come across this screen. And I'm gonna Word go. up. That's the band. Wired. Got it. Got it. Uh, his, he did say, if you oh, wish you or a loved one happy birthday, would you like it done from Sergeant Blaine? Ha ha. Maybe you can give me a ha ha on that room. Who's Sergeant I, Blaine? Ha, ha. Who's Sergeant I, Blaine? He was a former Isn't wrestler. That, oh, is it? I thought it was a movie character. Well, I have no idea. Well, I just you, you, you said oh, you oh, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that was his character in um, Predator. Uh, Predator. I don't Predator. know. Sergeant I ain't Blaine. got time to bleed. So there was nothing shared? I mean, no, nothing, no big reveal? Uh, no. Actually, I was calling him because Gabriel is going to be interviewing him tonight. He has to do something for school, and he needed a oh. politician. So I said, well, I'll call the governor, and he agreed to it. So that nice. would be an interview I would like to sit in on. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, will you please record that for but me? But you ain't getting any food. Ain't getting any food. I, I ain't getting that last <laughs> or, turkey leg. No. Or no. beer. No. no beer either. In all honesty, would Jesse have endorsed Walls had Trump not endorsed Jensen? Uh, it's, nope. it's For me, it's bizarre that he endorsed Governor Walls because he doesn't, he doesn't fit each political party. But he remember really what he said on our show when Jesse was on with us. What did he, he say? He said that of all the former living governors, Walls was the only one to call him. And ask him what he thought when he when, oh, well, then, when Walls then won the election. He he unknowingly bought Governor Ventura's loyalty by doing that. So that's probably the reason why. And, Jesse and he, likes I think that. the, the yeah, Trump yeah. thing too, because we when Jesse remember how badly he hates yeah. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he even mentioned the January sixth thing in his statement today. Yeah. Uh, so anybody that believes in it, I can't go with. So uh, I'll bet all of that together. One now. more, Johnny. One more. Oh. Goodness, I have so many stories. Should it be a funny one? Or? Hey, you know what? Yeah, Let's do this up. one. Daylight. I know Rook likes this as yes. much as I do. No one won an estimated $700 oh. million dollar Powerball jackpot last night, and that means the big prize now goes to $800 million for the next drawing. No one has matched all six numbers and won the Powerball jackpot since August 3rd, allowing the prize to grow to the fifth largest in U.S. history. That amounts to 36 consecutive drawings without a jackpot winner. If you want to get in on the 800 million, you have to buy tickets for the next drawing, which happens on Saturday. And okay, then. 383, 700. This becomes a. Uh, this becomes a. Uh, oh. Divided by two, because you got to pay first half to the tax man. 191,850 right. is your check. That's it. One ninety-one oh eight fifty. After you pay your taxes, no, you're you're Cause, wrong. Because in the of eight hundred, no, you're wrong. In the pot, million? remember the eight hundred thousand. Oh, they you're get taking is the cash. Eight hundred yeah. million. Yeah, you're taking the, the eight hundred million is the pre-tax total after uh, the thirty-year annuity. That's right. how they factor that out. So right now in the in the pot is three hundred eighty-three million seven hundred thousand. Take notes, will you? Hey, I got one more story. I have Bring to it. do if you don't care. Yes. Joe. Because uh, yes. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this one. Joe Biden raced Colin Powell's son in an episode of Jay Leno's car show this past summer with the president pushing his Corvette to over 100 miles an hour while drag racing. 
Biden and Leno reunited this summer for Wednesday's show and drove his 1967 Corvette around the James J. Raleigh Secret Service training facility in Beltsville, Maryland. The president whizzed around at speeds of 118 miles an hour while he admitted that he missed being able to drive himself around while living in the White House. Was he was he driving the car or was, was he sitting electric? in the passenger seat? Did he electrify the Corvette? No, it's you know you've seen this vet. Yeah, but you? I mean he's a he's a green guy. What is what's the deal here? We can't be wasting that evil fossil fuel. Right, he's spewing gas. Those high speeds though were by accident. He said his knee was stuck and he couldn't lift it off the excel. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Jay Leno where he went out to President Bush's ranch in Texas? And he's no. driving. He, uh, Bush's or excuse me, Leno's driving in and he's on the ground and Bush comes tearing up on a in a battered old pile of crap and goes. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> it was so here? awesome. Yeah. His, uh, his vet has 350 horsepower and is a four-speed manual, huh. uh, just so you know. Let and me tell you what old Melvin Toast is packing right here, all right? We got 411 Posse <laughs> track out back, Edelbrock <laughs> double pumper. Got a fuel <laughs> making it happener. <laughs> it raced up. Fuel making it happener. Oh, well, thank you, well, John. Yeah, we're not interested, John. Done, nice you know, swing and a miss want, there, John. You didn't know what the other car was? What was uh, the other yeah, car? Yeah, yeah, what was it? It was a 2015 Vet with 455 well, horsepower V8 you know engine what? and 8-speed That's like playing golf with the boss. Colin Powell let him win. Yeah. Well, this this was Colin Powell's son because Colin, Colin Powell was kid, whatever. Dead. But he's smart enough to let him win. I don't know. He actually beat Colin Powell earlier. So You know what old Joe should do? that doesn't happen. In order to correctly... House that Corvette is he oh. should call Here we go. Rise and Shine Garage Doors. That's right. Call com is the website, Joe. Do you want to know what the phone number is, I Joe? just saw one of their trucks on uh, Fairview Avenue when I was, I was getting onto Highway 5. They Fantastic. were working on uh, right by Homecroft. Probably a GLer on their yep. way to get serviced. Yep. 651-300-3252 is the number. 651 651- Three zero zero three two five two is the number, but call RiseAndShine.com. That's the website, and they are the official garage door repair company of Garage Logic. They do all sorts of work: residential, commercial repairs, and installation of all things related to the garage door and opener. Yes, rookie. Why is he doing this so slow? I have no idea. But that's the way Joe wants me to do it. They also have a perfect five-star rating on Google and Yelp, and that's because customer service is the number one most important thing to rise and shine garage doors. They're coming to my place on Saturday to do some work at my house. Hopefully I'm home. We always give options, by the way. They don't do high-pressure sales. They let the customer choose from the different solutions that are best for them. Local and family-owned, Josh and Alex are fantastic. They're GLers, and they're the owners. They also apply a 5% discount for seniors and military members on all services, and if you're a AAA member as well. And their employees are all certified. They're not hiring ding-dongs off the street like me and Rook. No, they have IDEA certified master techs on staff. And they don't just service the metro area. They're expanding. Rochester, Mankato, St. Cloud, Northfield, Cambridge. They also cover Western Wisconsin. And don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership, which includes a tune-up on an annual basis, and it waives trip charges. So call RiseAndShine.com. That's the website. And once again, the phone number, 651-300-3252. Let them know you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. Boy, if you go outside and if you have a maple tree, uh, your gutter's filling up with those uh, helicopter seeds like mine are. 
But I'm not going to go up in a ladder and clean my gutters. I'm going to leave that to Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. The two things I want to focus on right now, clean gutters and holiday lighting. Yes, Kenny, it is that season. It's time to put up those lights. But why do you want to do it? Why don't you have a professional do it who has the proper safe ladders and the know-how and no fear of heights? If you're uneasy up on ladders, you have no reason to go up to hang Christmas lights or holiday lights, whatever you're going to call them, Hanukkah lights. Get in touch with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services as well as holiday light hanging. They are online at kahunawindowcleaning.com. And tell them that you're a GLer. They'll waive the trip fee. I want you to give them a buzz, 612-888-5248. Again, yes, next season we're going to do the, uh, 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 what do you call them, windows. We're going to do the roof. We're going to do all that other stuff. But right now they're focusing on clean gutters for those ice dams that you don't want to have and holiday light hanging. It's just that simple. Tell them that the rookie sent you. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services at 612-888-5248. They're going to get really busy, so call right now to get on their schedule today. Cure the talent. What's the paint story? It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Was this the one we assigned to Rockford? No, it was a different one. Tears for Fears. Yeah, this, yeah, this is Tears, is tears for, for Fears. fears. They'd be proud to claim this. Yeah. They'd have to pay Dylan a hell of a lot of money, though. <laughs> we should have Joe go through that list that Super 70s um, oh, tweeted God. yesterday. He made a Spotify, um, like, well, it would be like a mixtape of, th- what, 37 hours of music. Oh, sweet. 70s, 70s and 80s. Like yeah, 75 like to 85, four, maybe. 400 to 500 songs. Yeah. Uh, and John and I were having a rousing debate before the program <laughs> on which one sucks and, and which, which one, you know. Did he rank them or just place them? I think he just we're not placed sure, them. Yeah, yeah because okay. the first, the top 50 are just god-awful. They're just awful. Really? Yeah, because of of, every single one of them, John. Not all of them, Kenny. God, that's why we got into sweet emotion. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was on the list. Yeah, only sweet, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, Mm -hmm. from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day, October twenty seventh, in eighteen twenty nine. Christopher C. Andrews was born in New Hampshire, a pioneer advocate of the application of European forestry principles to American conditions and a persistent sponsor of the preservation of forests for posterity. He would serve as the state's first chief fire warden and as the commissioner of forestry from 1905 to 1911. Okay. On this day in 1849... October 27th. The uh, territorial legislature created the original nine counties of Minnesota. Benton was named for title. That's too long of a one. On this day, <laughs> oh, <laughs> in 19, well, Wabashaw was named for Dakota leaders, Washington for our nation's first president. Three of the original counties no longer appear on the Minnesota map. Wa- Wanaha County near Lake Traverse was named for 
Wanaton, a leader of the Yankton, Dakota. Pembina County. Pembina. Pembina included much of what would become North and South Dakota. And Makata County was north of present-day Crow Wing County. Did you say much of North and South yes. Dakota? Yes. That's a hell of a... And isn't there still a town by that name, John? Pembina, yes. Oh, yeah. In North Dakota. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Dakota, of course, was named for the Dakota people. Itasca, the headwaters, Ramsey for the new uh, territory's governor. All right, on this day in 1937, October 27, the Morris Fruit Company building in Minneapolis collapsed. Oh, boy. It killed two employees. On November 1, a jury of experts learned that the building had shown signs of rotting and overloading on its third floor and Oof. had not been rebuilt after a 1933 fire. Oh, boy. Finding no criminal neglect, however, the jury simply called for stricter enforcement of the building code. Okay. Huh. And then finally, in the world of sports... Well, duh, 91. You'll get it. What happened on this day in 1991? Jack Morris pitched the greatest game in the history of the World Series as the Twins <laughs> defeated the Braves 1 to nothing in 10 well, days. Well, except for that perfect game Don Larson threw. Don't, doesn't matter. Never happened while I was alive, Okay, John. but perfect. I'll tell you something that's very interesting. <laughs> Jack Morris pitched a 10-inning complete game shutout. Remember, Kelly wanted to... Didn't yep. even didn't even toy with taking him out, did he? No, he, he did. He said, well, "Thank you know, great job." He said, "You're not taking me out of this bleeping game." That's right. Okay, here's what I would say about that. That's never going to happen again. Did no. did that happen you on the mound? You think that'll ever happen again? Did that happen never. on the mound? No, in the, the, the okay. Well, but he did come out in the ninth. And it was after the completion of the ninth inning in the dugout. That's when TK gave him the pat on the shoulder, and that's when Morris said, "You're not taking me out of this bleeping game." But on the mound, he also tried, and Jack said, no, I'm not coming and out. And Kelly I've... had the good instinctive sense to back off. Speaking Wait, of Super what, what 70 chart, Sports. What chart did he look at? He what didn't. chart did he look at? To... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super Analytics 70 say. Sports has a picture of Tom Kelly. It said, this is what managerial is all about. This guy just got out of the bleeping way. Yeah, he got out of his way. Right. I've tried that Jack uh, Morris attitude with management. But it didn't work out as, as <laughs> right. well as it did. Let's for let's <laughs> spend one minute with this. Will that ever happen again? Oh no, no, of course no. not. Well, not a chance. I don't at, think so. Look at what happened. Uh, was it two years ago, John, when the Rays yep. played the Padres? Blake mm -hmm. Snell was, or excuse me, uh, the Rays and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers. Yep. Blake Snell was pitching a great game, a two hitter shutout for and, the Rays, and that's the only reason that the Dodgers were losing. And then. And what's his name? Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, said when Cash and took him out of the game, that's when we knew we were going to win. Wasn't it's, that game seven? It also, was game six. I think. It was well, game don't six. these players have any yeah. balls? They do, but, okay, but analytics is ruining baseball. But, but don't the managers understand the mental high that they're on when they know that these pitchers know they cannot be defeated? Why the hell would you get in the way of that? But here's the, here's the distinction with, with Morris. You got a future Hall of Famer already. Mm -hmm. So Kelly knew what he was getting into. Now you've got a guy that goes five, I'm not, I can't believe I'm talking baseball, that maybe goes five to six innings and doesn't have the endurance that a guy like Jack Morris the baseball, has. Baseball has changed dramatically in 31 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're saying, Matthew, um, that these guys, would, years. That was these like guys wouldn't last nine. Right. Uh, Even if they no, wanted to. No, no, they wouldn't. I'm saying, yeah, Jack Morris had the street creds to finish off and go into yeah. the 10th inning. Well, and they're not allowed in the playoff series recently with the Yankees. Garrett Cole, 
who I think could go nine, they take them out after five and a third. Right. So are these... For no reason. Are the careers of these pitchers then lasting longer because they're not being used up at such a quick rate? It's not being done to prolong their careers. It's it's being done because some Yale graduate on a laptop said... Looking at numbers. Well, uh, after he throws 62 pitches, uh, he has a chance to uh, give up too many hits to right field or whatever. Let me me just bring us back around. Reavers, that night, we spent that night at Market Barbecue, which is by uh, Loring Park. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was Market. And uh, we walked down to the festivities, and I don't think I ever before then or after then attended a party that was that fun. It was so unbelievably festive and fun and just, wow, mayhem. So not counting the WNBA... It's been 31 years since this state had a championship. Correct. It's never had one in hockey. It's never had one in football. It will never have one in basketball. It's never had one in the NBA. (laughs) No. Never. And it's had two in baseball. That's second and short. Pena in a jam. The Twins are going to win the World Series. The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a one-nothing Wow. How do you knock at the chills? I do. Let me throw one stat at you before we stop this. I just looked it up. In 1982, that'd be 40 years ago, right? Right. 734 complete games in the major leagues that wow. year. Wow. 734. Last year, 2021? Yep. 33. Oh, my gosh. So wow. 701 wow. more complete games 40 years ago than there was last year. And I year. think baseball was better 40 years ago. I, yeah. Can't argue with you. So it all starts up again tomorrow. Yeah. Philadelphia at the Houston's. Houston's, oh, yeah. and there's something going around. It could be internet folklore, but apparently Philadelphia winning the World Series is very yeah. ominous for the economy. Yeah, when they win the World Series, the economy. Tanks. Did they win in '29? Did Philadelphia uh, win in 1929? I doubt it. That had to be a Yankee. Well, they won it. No, was it 06 or 07 that they won the? Oh, yep. so the housing market. The sure. Housing market went. What about? And they won uh, it in 1980. What happened in 80? I don't know. But I know that they won the World Series in 1980. Well, I mean, what happened well, to the economy? Well, the economy was already in the tank. Remember yeah. during the Carter administration? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, was 1980 the year Brett the had Phillies. the hemorrhoids? Phillies beat the Cubs. Four to one. What what year? Twenty nine. No, Twenty nine. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not joking. I'm looking at it too. Then I'm rooting for Houston and I don't like Houston. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Phillies. Brad Hand, Cheska Minnesota. What the hell? What? Get the off the wait, show. The Phillies are an expansion team, right? Why? Get off the Phillies show. Phillies suck. But the Phillies like, are an expansion team. for Houston. Right. Houston cheated. Yeah, I can't I was, cheer for the Astros. No, I was talking to Reavers. Yeah, I no, can't I cheer for Houston. Oh, Reavers. That, what a what do, slap to the Do we have games Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I'm, I'm, Friday, I'm Saturday, Monday. Friday, Saturday, Monday, mm-hmm. all in Houston? No, the first two will be in Houston, <sighs> the next three in Philadelphia. Why should we not root for Houston? They're horrible. Philadelphia is 
full of horrible, Kenny, horrible people. I agree with you. That's why the I was pulling for the people. Padres. I was not. I did not want to cheer for Philly, but Houston is the absolute scum of baseball. I love. No, I love cheaters. I love them. <laughs> I love cheaters, cheaters are awesome. <laughs> well, that cheating thing has been overplayed. Long time. Ago. Are you out of oh, your mind? Somebody five years on a garbage at least. Can lid. Oh Big yeah, deal. that deal. would be a, Big that would be at all helpful oh. to know what freaking pitches coming every time. It made the game interesting. Yeah. Come that on. Ex- that explains a lot about your guys' political affiliations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Zinger. Wow. Wait, he gets this. He shoots and he scores. <laughs> Whoa. You know what I am? I'm a 2017 World Series denier. <laughs> yeah. Denier. Who did they beat that year? They beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Yes, well, right. Okay, beat I'm confused. The Yankees in the playoffs when. Obviously, Altuve knew what was coming from a role uh, as Chapman. Your Yankees cheated as well, by the way. I don't need to remind ah, you of that. Not like that, though. No, they still cheated. <laughs> In baseball, bad. we cheat. That's the famous well, Roycey there's some, words. There's some kinds of cheating in baseball. No, like Roycey's so. no, rule is... Uh, when he votes for the Hall of Fame, as long as you didn't get caught, I'm voting for you. Absolutely, that's his rule. Hell yeah, that's why he voted for. That's Pudge. like it's like racing, man. You know, if you ain't it's cheating, not cheating you ain't if you don't get caught. Are we done? Wait a minute. Yeah. The Bye. the the, long the, the Philadelphia up, Athletics. I gotta get going here. Moved to Oakland, right? Yes. Where were the Phillies? Where did the Phillies come from? There was they were always there. Didn't Philly have two teams? Two teams. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you. Johnny Mack, Philadelphia Athletics. John Cruck, Philadelphia Phillies. Did they both play in Shide Field? He was salty, wasn't he? Um, oh, I love I love Cruck. Yeah. He, uh, he does their play by her color. He'd occasionally yeah, he say the TV wrong games. thing oh, yeah, out loud. Yes, he would. Stadium, <laughs> yep. 71 to 2003. You're here for one reason. Shide Park, 38 to 70. Ooh, yeah. That was the Phillies. Philly. All right, now let's go through the Pirates. What a sense to the Pirates. Forbes Field. Forbes Field up on the hill. How about New you Krabby two? Coffee Shop out this week. You can find it at garagelogic.com. We Any thank you for listening. You can also find it at podamend.com. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about the Garage Logic Town Council. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Well, I'll be dipped. I'll be <laughs> cha. This thing's knocking more than a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? Yeah. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, who's with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now is the time for you to do the same and check in with Mr. Money Talk for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You won't ever get sugar coated advice. Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, today, big surprise on the economy and a nasty hurt to the NASDAQ today. Big surprise to the economy after two, count them, two negative GDP quarters in a row, which statistically counts as we're in a recession. First quarter, negative 1.7% down GDP. Second quarter, down 0.98% GDP. This quarter, big surprise, up 2.6% growth in the GDP. That is a big, big number, a big reversal. And all 
of that without a major increase in inflation. Oh my goodness, what is the Fed going to do now? I mean, I say not a big increase in inflation. We've talked about this for a while. The Fed is just focused, super focused on killing inflation. They might, in the end, trying to kill inflation, kill the economy. But these numbers seem to indicate that industrial production is moving ahead. Companies have been fixing or have gotten the supply chains fixed. Big, big plus. Industrial companies reported today very good earnings. Take a look at Honeywell. Up huge. Caterpillar. Up huge. Honeywell, we'll say a beat on the EPS, mixed on revenue line, but ups their guidance going forward. Hey, the industrial economy is starting to kick in. That is a plus. Oh, my gosh, the Fed is going to worry here because there's still going to be increases in wages. That's going to happen regardless. And to me, that is a positive sign of a growing economy and demand for productive workers. Why can't the Fed see that? I don't know. Heck, even McDonald's reported better than expected numbers in what is seen as a slowing economy. McDonald's price increases held. They do like those McDonald's french fries. That's for sure. McDonald's another beat and raise quarter. We've been having, for the most part, better than expected numbers. And right now, they have been coming more from industrial economy, companies that make things and sell things, as opposed to the uh, software side or the internet side. Witness a horrible horrible report from Meta, formerly known as Facebook, as they just missed badly. Anything that could, well, I'm not going to say anything that could go wrong went wrong, but nothing that they did seemed to make sense. Even their conference call left a lot to be desired as they continue to double and triple down on the metaverse, which at this point does not exist. Advertising rates were down. I'm not going to say usage is down, but usage for Facebook is down. Instagram is still doing okay. And their reels, which is designed to compete against YouTube and TikTok, is still suffering. Not a place that I have invested in, nor would it be a place that I would recommend investing in, because the stock is still, in my estimation, not cheap. And the company is dependent, highly dependent, on advertising. Advertising is going down. Indeed, advertising hurt Google, although Google didn't drop as much. But Google said that they were losing out. Their YouTube was losing out to, da-da, TikTok. Now, I'm not running out to watch crazy pit videos on TikTok. Microsoft reported Tuesday night they had difficult time, and analysts got a little upset that their cloud, Azure, only grew at 35%, a percent less than analysts had expected. Oh, boo-hoo with that. Microsoft's cloud and Microsoft's business is still pretty strong. They still generate tremendous amount of free cash flow, but they did say with PC sales down, some of their business is still going to be hurting. On the flip side, energy companies and the rails have been doing very well, and it could be we're in a period of uh, a switch between big tech leading the market to the industrials and energy, and energy has been big this year, continuing to lead. Tonight, after the bell, well, I'm very nervous, as I normally am, at quarters and for both favorites, Apple and Amazon, both stocks as we speak, 
are down ahead of earnings as there's some skepticism as what is going to be reported and what the guidance is. I have been an, a longtime owner of both. I have been with both companies through very good periods and slack periods, and the stocks both are in slack periods. I do expect better than expected results and very, very conservative guidance. And should the stocks pull back a little bit more, I definitely would be a, uh, a buyer. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, uh-huh. and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you very much. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.